Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your favorite to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. There's a philosophy that says you can't truly receive love until you love yourself. And I have to disagree with that. I think that sometimes we need to be led by example. I think that when you're at war with yourself and you don't really have even like an ounce of like to give yourself, let alone love, depriving yourself from the idea that you could receive love from someone else is just a lie. Such a lie. I think sometimes we need someone or something to prove that we are lovable. Like how painful and lonely it must be to think that until you fully accept yourself, you can't understand what love really feels like. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. My name is Lily. I'm your host. And as of today, I am an author. Not only am I your podcast host, but I am an author in the book, Deserts to Mountaintops, Choosing Our Healing Through Radical Self-Acceptance. And my chapter is titled, I am your friend too. And it is so surreal to finally tell you guys that and to say that you can buy this book at Barnes and Noble, you can buy it on Amazon, you can get it at Walmart and Target probably, maybe upon request, I don't know. It's crazy to think that today I am an author, officially. I feel like I've been an author to some degree. I've done little projects here and there, but this feels cool. Today feels really cool. So as you guys are listening to this, uh, January 25th, 
2024. The book that I wrote a chapter in is officially out. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. Because that is what today's episode is going to be all about. If this is the first episode you've ever listened to of this podcast, thank you so much for clicking on the show. This is going to be a little bit more of a vulnerable episode, probably, or maybe it is the best episode to start with, to be completely transparent. Um, You're going to learn a lot about me, a lot of like deep stuff. And I think that that's okay. I think vulnerability is really a key component of building a friendship or some sort of relationship. I feel like when I listen to a podcast, I love to know the host on such a deep level. And that's exactly what this chapter is going to do for you guys. So if whether you are a new listener or a longtime listener, I think that you'll find something to relate to in this chapter. And I'm just really excited to walk you guys through the writing process and what the chapter is about and the book itself and all of that. This has been a project that I've been working on since May of 2023, and it's been such a labor of love. And I just am so beyond excited that you can buy the book today. And I think if you pre-ordered it, you might have it already. A lot of people I think are getting it on Tuesday, the 23rd. So if you've already read it or if you already have the book, that's awesome. Um, They tend to ship them a little bit early, but if you haven't gotten the book yet, you can pre-order it on Amazon or you can order it now. Pre-orders are done because it's out. You can order it on Amazon, which is really, really cool. Also, be sure to listen to the end of this episode because I'm going to share a little bit of how you could potentially win a signed copy of Deserts to Mountaintop signed by me. So if that's something that you're interested, be sure to listen to this episode in its entirety because I'll share that at the end. This is the fourth episode in our That Girl to This Woman series. If you guys didn't listen last week, you definitely should go back and listen. I had Hannah Ashton on the podcast and we talked about all kinds of goal setting strategies and organizational strategies for this woman. So if you haven't listened, you definitely should. That's available on Spotify, Apple. Um, The video is available on Spotify and YouTube. So if you want to watch the two of us talk, definitely go listen. I had an incredible time recording with Hannah in Nashville last week and Nashville was really, really fun. I had such a blast, met some incredible people. I stayed with one of my very good friends and we just had such a fun time. We did Broadway, we did coffee shops, we got snowed in. So that was cool. And it was just such a good reminder of how important it is to make an effort to go see your people, even if they live far. A lot of my best, best friends in the whole entire world do live far away from me. And it was just such a good reminder of how you can balance work and life by kind of weaving the two of them together. It was just a really cool way to do businessy things and go record podcasts, but also spend time with people that I love. So Nashville was super fun. Can't wait to go back. But if you haven't listened to that episode with Hannah, you definitely should because it was a really, really good one. And I will link all that in the show notes. But if you haven't listened to any of the That Girl to This Woman series, I highly encourage you to. This chapter that I wrote, which we'll get into in just a second, was kind of the building block for this series. And I knew that this series on the podcast would kind of parallel the release of the chapter and I feel a lot of growth. I know you guys feel a lot of growth. I kind of feel as a whole like this podcast community is continuing to mature emotionally and I think that that's really cool. I've seen such a pivot in a cool direction with this series and I am so fired up about it and I think that through reading this chapter and through kind of explaining my past to some degree with you guys it's gonna help make this series make a lot more sense so that's what we're gonna get into today 
Um, but I figured I'd start with a little bit of a backstory. So the book itself is called Deserts to Mountaintops, Choosing Our Healing Through Radical Self-Acceptance by Jessica Buchanan. It's an anthology style, so it's Jess and 19 other women's voices and stories of how they radically accepted themselves. It is probably the, one of the most powerful books I've ever held in my hands. Being able to work so closely with a group of women from all walks of life was such a beautiful experience and all of their stories are so wildly empowering. And if for some reason you don't resonate with my story, that's okay because I know that you'll resonate with someone's story in this book. I'm not the only one that has a story to share. And that's what's so cool about this anthology series is that all of us have a story inside of us. All of us have something that kind of broke us down to build us back up again and these women chose to write about it and chose to kind of pay it forward to some degree and inspire other women other women because of it. Um, and I think that that's really beautiful. So being able to write alongside of all of these incredible women was such an honor. I highly encourage you to read every chapter of this book. I'm not the only girl with a story to share. Um, and I also encourage you to share your story back. If there was a writer who you resonated really well with, send her a DM on Instagram or shoot her an email, write a letter. I don't know, find a way to just show a little bit of love because it takes so much courage. It's kind of gutsy. It's kind of a gutsy thing to do to write a very vulnerable story and publish it and have it on the shelves of bookstores and the shelves of people's houses. It's a very vulnerable situation to be in. And so if you resonate with any of these stories at all, I highly encourage you to reach out to the writer and let her know, send her a little bit of encouragement and let her know that she inspired you. Quick background on Deserts to Mountaintops and Jess Buchanan. Back in the spring, I had the honor of interviewing Jess Buchanan. She's an author, speaker, and founder of Soul Speak Press, and she has one of the craziest stories I think I've ever heard in my whole life um and crazy in like a I can't believe this actually happened to a person kind of story um in 2011 Jess found herself in the middle of a nightmare that she could have never prepared for she was a hostage in the desert captured by Somalian pirates who held a 45 million dollar ransom on her head Taken at gunpoint while on a routine field mission for her non-governmental organization, Jess was forced to live in deplorable conditions, regularly tortured, kept on a starvation diet for 93 days, and on January 25th, 2012, Jess was successfully rescued by SEAL Team 6. That is full circle. Holy crap. I didn't realize that her rescue date was the date of this book launch. Wow. Wow. While Jess experienced many opportunities for reflection and self-transformation during her time as a kidnapping victim, one of the most powerful truths she uncovered about herself was her disordered relationship with food. In the months that nourishment was repeatedly withheld from her as a form of punishment for the failed ransom negotiations, Jess realized that she had been holding herself hostage for, for most of her life with food. Throughout the course of her captivity, Jess committed to the journey of examining her pattern of disordered eating and vowed to find a way to set herself free. Her chapter is amazing too, guys. I mean, everybody in this book wrote with all their heart and soul 
and her chapter is probably my favorite. Anyway, to continue on reading the uh, the synopsis of our book, Deserts to Mountaintops, Choosing Our Healing Through Radical Self-Acceptance is a collection of 19's, 19 women's voices born out of Jess's own struggle to love and accept her body, mind, and soul. Operating under the belief that we cannot fully heal in isolation, she assembled a group of courageous women to generously share their stories of mental health disorders, chronic illness, disorder eating, sexual identity, and body reclamation. The result is a transformational guidebook for any woman who's committed to exploring self-compassion through the lens of radical self-acceptance. Oh, goodness. I haven't read, like fully read the, the back. That was from the back of the book. I never read that before. Um, wow. Goodness gracious. The part about that we can't heal in isolation, that's probably the biggest component of this whole journey that I've realized is that you have to share your story in order to heal. You cannot heal alone. And if for one second you think that you're able to do the work by yourself, you are sorely mistaken. And that's pretty much what my chapter is about. I didn't necessarily know it at the time when I was in it, but upon reflection, I realized that my friends, my community, my foundation was what pulled me out of some of the darkest times in my life and essentially taught me how to love myself. So that's what my chapter is about. It's titled, I'm Your Friend Too, and it outlines how hustle culture and hookup culture absolutely destroyed my self-worth and how it took the power of community and relationships to build my self-worth back up. So I'm going to share a little bit about my chapter. I'm going to share a couple excerpts, um, but I encourage you to obviously grab a copy of the book and read it for yourself because I'm just going to breeze through, maybe not breeze is the right word. I'm going to give you a little inside sneak peek at the book, but um, I'm going to talk about hookup culture first, get that out of the way. Then we're going to talk about hustle culture and then community and friendships. And then at the end, like I mentioned, I'm going to have an opportunity for you guys to potentially win a signed copy of the book um, from yours truly. So let's dive in. Let's talk about hookup culture. This is something that I usually don't talk about on the podcast. I usually don't talk about sex on the podcast. I briefly touched on it in a handful of episodes, but it's something that has always been not really on my list of topics that I like to cover. Um, especially because like my grandparents listen to the podcast. My mom listens to the podcast. Um, and most of them pre-ordered the book too. So I literally was on the phone with my mom two weeks ago and I said to her, cause she hadn't read the chapter yet. And I was like, okay, I'm finally ready to send you the chapter cause you're going to read it regardless, but I just don't want any feedback. She was like, okay. Um, and she's the best. She's so good about that. So she did end up sending some really positive feedback and that was really encouraging. Um, but she waited until I kind of like gave her the green light. So thanks mom. But yeah, this is a touchy subject. Hookup culture is a touchy subject, but we're going to talk about it for a second because I think it's important. We live in a world that really glorifies hookup culture. And I don't think that there's enough people saying that it's not necessarily the best for our self-esteem. And it's kind of a little bit of a scam, in my opinion. I think hookup culture is a bit of a scam. And we're kind of taught to like embrace that side of us, you know, like, oh, like express yourself, embrace it, like do your thing, get it, girl. And like the more people that you have on your roster, 
the cooler you are. Post this on Instagram because it'll get attention. Not like I'm going around like talking about my body count or anything like that, but I think a lot of people kind of championed hookup culture for a long time. And it was seen as like this, you know, just something that we all do. It's just sex. It's just something that we all do. I don't think that I really realized the damage that I was causing until it was too late to some degree. I didn't share this in the chapter. So this is just a little inside scoop. I had a hookup. It was like your standard hookup. Standard hookup. The guy was gone before I even woke up in the morning. Couldn't even tell you his last name. I'm really adding myself right now. And after that, I was like, what am I doing? Like, literally, what am I doing? I feel so worthless. And so I was really starting to come to some realizations, like, probably, like, a couple months out of, like, starting to go back to church. And, like, I just really was like, what am I doing? And I had this, like, deeply personal realization that like this is going to just continue to hinder my self-worth for as long as I let it and I think that everyone's had a moment like that where you wake up after a hookup or a night out and you're like wow I don't feel good like this does not make me feel good I feel way worse about myself, even though society told me to like embrace it, get it, like do my thing. But really, I feel like absolute garbage because I was used. Like truly, that's what a hookup is for the most part. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I looked up some research and this comes as no surprise. This is a paper called Assessing the Negative Impacts of Hooking Up Experienced by College Students. This is from the National Library of Medicine. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you guys, but it's a short little essay. Hooking up has been defined as a casual, consensual sexual encounter between non-romantic partners. Hookups may occur once or several times with the same partner viewed as normal behavior among college students. It's pretty much widely accepted. It says around 69 to 75% of college students have reported hooking up. So more than half of people are involved in hookup culture or have had a hookup in the past. And I think that that's pretty accurate. Most of us have had a hookup. So I'm not like shaming anybody. I'm literally sitting here telling you guys that I did it too. Negative emotional responses. This is a a real header on this paper. Students report that feelings of embarrassment, loss of self-respect, and regret are common. Females tend to experience more sexual regret than males following a hookup. That checks out. Um, The source of this regret differs from males and females. Uh, Regret for females is more likely to be related to feelings of shame or being used. Males are more likely to report regret over the choice of partner. Damn, that's brutal. That is a brutal statistic right there. In addition to regret, casual sex is also associated with psychological distress, including anxiety, depression, as well as low self-esteem and reduced satisfaction with life. So that's, I mean, I could have told you that. I think anyone who's participated in hookup culture and had a bad experience could probably tell you that. We didn't really need the medically peer-reviewed research to tell us that when a We all know the truth. Long story short, if you've ever felt used after a hookup, you're not alone. 
And I think you would really like my chapter in the book because I outline a story where that exactly happened. And there was a lot of lead up to this. Like I, a lot of times, you know, it's not one instance that like immediately leads you down a darker, sad path. But I think that this instance was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. I struggled with disordered eating. I binged a lot. And it wasn't all just because of this hookup, but that had a lot to do with it. So if you've ever felt the negative repercussions of a hookup, I really think that you're going to resonate with my story. So we're going to talk about hustle culture now. Moving on from hookup culture, we're going to talk about hustle culture. So I always consider myself a hashtag girl boss and I wanted to be like a, like a corporate girly. I wanted to hustle. I wanted to grind. I wanted to be like the best and the smartest in the room. I wanted to be the hardest working person. I really struggled with perfectionism and feeling like I had to be and perform in a certain way. So because I wanted that kind of like perfect high performing reputation, I grinded really, really hard. I think I'm just going to read you guys a little bit of an excerpt from my chapter. Oh, it's across the room. All right, I got to go grab my my excerpt really quick. Hold on, guys. This is a little bit of an excerpt from my chapter. Um, it goes like this. My whole life, all I had ever searched for was acceptance. My insecurities often convinced me that I wasn't enough So I turned to other sources for validation, whether that be an Instagram comment section full of praise or leveraging my perfectionist tendencies at work to earn a meager pat on the back. It was all a fleeting confidence boost. My self-esteem was at an all-time low, but this shitty feeling was nothing new. My relationship with my body was the most difficult that I had ever had. Unfortunately for me in my quest for acceptance, I really burned myself out, like to a crisp burned myself out. And it wasn't just a lack of motivation, but rather a disinterest in all areas of life. I really started to not see a purpose. Like truly that deep feeling of like, there is no purpose for me. And like that just deep feeling of like, I'm good for nothing. Like, have you ever just sat there and been like, I'm good for nothing? Obviously this feeling of deep loneliness and burnout led to depression. It led to disordered eating. I posted a photo on Instagram and um, I'm sure you guys saw it because that post like blew up, but it was a picture of my skin, my jawline from when I had really bad acne. If you're watching the video on Spotify or Instagram, you're probably looking at my face being like, oh my gosh, she doesn't have any acne. Like she doesn't have a single zit. First off, I'm wearing makeup. Second off, it took so much work but internal work there wasn't a single product that I could put on my skin there wasn't a single food that I could eat or not eat that helped my skin to clear like it was all internal work and that just goes to show you how deeply your body listens to the things that you tell it so if you haven't seen that picture of my face go look at it I got so much feedback from that in a good way feedback of like oh my gosh I can't believe that like this was your skin and that was just a physical manifestation of the negative outlook that I had on life and a physical manifestation of how much my body was crying for help and it took me months to actually listen 
months to actually listen and that's because I felt so alone and I felt so unsupported and when you don't have a good community of people around you it's really really easy to fall into the lies that you're telling yourself and it's easy to believe everything that the enemy is trying to tell you it's easy to believe that you're worthless it's easy to believe that you're ugly it's easy to believe that you can fix yourself by going to the gym for 10 hours every single day like it's so easy to believe that you're not well made and that's what I thought I thought that I was a total mess up but amidst all of this I somehow convinced a handful of really wonderful people I'm going to cry a handful of really wonderful people to be my friend and my community is the reason why I'm able to share my story today and in preparation for this book to go live I've really had this internal battle of like oh my gosh like people are actually gonna read this like this is actually gonna be public knowledge and my friends, the people closest to me have been nothing but supportive. And even people who are like recent friends, like, you know, friends of like a month or two or friends of a week, like read the book and they're like, wow, I know you so much better now. And I feel like I just can relate to you so well. And every, even my guy friends have been like, you know what, I've actually been in your shoes too feeling used by a girl I'm like I didn't know that that happened and they're like yeah that happens so it's just crazy to see it doesn't matter obviously my chapter is written for women this book is written for women but even the men in your life I'm sure that they can relate to something we've all felt used we've all felt sad we've all felt like we don't belong in this life like it's it's a pretty universal experience to feel worthless and how terrifying that is but I really think that when you suffer in isolation all it does is make things worse and so that's why my favorite paragraph that I wrote this is probably the easiest paragraph that I wrote throughout the entire chapter uh goes like this it had taken eight lonely months after my move to finally fall into friendships that felt more like family woven into the extracurricular activities of my adult life whether that be a yoga class a coffee shop or a colleague whose role shifted from office coordinator to like a sister off the clock, or some of the deepest, most loving platonic bonds I'd experienced thus far. These were the types of friends who would show up to move couches, change flat tires, and fix car radios. They were the friends I could call at midnight in the middle of a crisis, or who would be on the other end of the line in the morning with advice. Friends who played along with my motivational sticky notes and always had a pep talk or a party at the ready. They raised the bar on what it took to qualify as a friend of mine, Finally, it felt like I had a team in my corner. And then I go on to talk about some fun memes that we had. And I go on to say that these were the moments where my fears faded. These friends showed up for the fun, for the laughs, for the togetherness, and for each other. There were no prerequisites to these friendships. They never asked me to fix anything about myself before I was accepted. In fact, some of the things that I was so discouraged about, my emotions, my gentleness, my sensitivity, were identified as strengths, not weaknesses. I was encouraged to pursue my passions instead of putting them on pause. My light grew brighter for the things that I loved and for the first time I had nothing to prove. It wasn't a distraction from my internal struggles. It was medicine. I really believe that it was because of the people in my life, my community, that I was able to initiate my healing journey. And obviously I can't expect other people to do the work for me and I can't expect other people to heal on my behalf, but I know that I can't do it alone. 
I know that I can't do it alone and we weren't made to do it alone either. So finding true high quality friendships is really hard, especially when you're feeling lonely, especially when you're in such dark, dark places. And unfortunately, there's a philosophy. I'm almost going to read from my notes word for word because this is important. Um, There's a philosophy that says you can't truly receive love until you love yourself. And I have to disagree with that. I think that sometimes we need to be led by example. I think that when you're at war with yourself and you don't really have even like an ounce of like to give yourself, let alone love, depriving yourself from the idea that you could receive love from someone else is just a lie. Such a lie. And um, I think sometimes we need someone or something to prove that we are lovable like how painful and lonely it must be to think that until you fully accept yourself you can't understand what love really feels like so I think that the philosophy of you can't receive love until you love yourself is a lie created by some self-help writer that crafted the idea to try to almost keep us from loving ourselves because if we always have work to do if we always have dreams that we're chasing and I'll love myself when, I'll love myself if, then we're going to keep doing the self-help and we're going to keep reading the books and listening to the podcasts. And I'll be the first person to tell you, like, my podcast is self-improvement technically, but I don't really think that there's anything that I can tell you that you can't already, like, teach yourself. Like, you are your own best teacher. 100% you're your own best teacher. And so I think that it's a lie that you can't receive love until you fully love yourself. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we are already on the receiving end of a love that's unconditional with no strings attached. It's hard to find an unconditional love in a human, and so that's why I'm a Christian, and that's why I believe in Jesus, because it's truly an unconditional love with no strings attached. That's a really, really hard thing to find in a human, and I'm just lucky enough that I was surrounded by some people that showed me that I am lovable, And even in the hard moments, even in the tough times, even when I'm on the phone crying at like midnight and they're like, now what, Lil? Like that is the type of friend that everyone strives for and dreams for, but nobody's perfect and people are always going to let us down. And that's why Jesus already has an unconditional love for us. And so if you find that in a human, absolutely soak it up, enjoy it. But the biggest lesson in all of this soul searching for me, at least, is the power that Jesus can bring into our lives and he wants us to have community he wants us to have people to love on and to prove to us that we're worthy of being loved too I was actually doing my bible study this morning I've got a little bible study group and we're doing a bible study from for the girl if you're watching on video I just got up and grabbed the book but it's called freedom looks good on you and it's a for the girl study and it is six weeks it's shame rejection comparison pride perfection and half-heartedness and it really coincides with my chapter ironically Um, We started this back in the fall with a group of girls who's just been like they've quickly become some of my very, very, very close friends. Um, And I think that vulnerability has a lot to do with that. So if you're wondering how to gain friendships, I think vulnerability and sharing what you're going through is a really, really helpful strategy. Um, I'm totally going on a tangent, but today's reading was all about love And today's reading was all about the amount of times that love and heart is mentioned in the Bible. 
about love. It says, God's love for you runs so deep. Freedom starts with knowing and accepting that love. And then it goes on to talk about the heart. And it says, scripture is excessive in its chatter about the heart. Your heart can be troubled, wounded, it can grieve, be broken, but it can also be cheerful. The heart can be glad, it can be joyful, it can bring rejoicing and be a place of worship. It can be whole or divided. Our hearts are vulnerable, yet incredibly powerful places for us to honor, love, and serve and connect. Wow, how beautiful is that? I will leave this study linked in the show notes because it's been pretty cool, especially to do with a group of girls. I, I picked this up so I could read you guys the scripture. Hold on. I love this one. It's Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And that really, really hits home because the chapter starts out with a panic attack. Like it's a scene of me having a panic attack in my bathroom. And, um, search me God know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts like you're joking (laughs) like come on like truly writing this chapter and just deepening my relationship with Jesus has really been such a transformative journey for me and I hope that this chapter is kind of like my testimony in some way Um, I've never really talked about disordered eating I've never talked about hookup culture I never talked about you know work and how burned out I was I really never talked about that stuff and so I hope that someone out there relates to this and finds comfort in knowing that they're not alone um, and can start to begin their healing journey because they read words that I wrote and they know that they're not alone the chapter ends with a realization of how if I love my friends so deeply I deserve to give myself the same love if not even better love I don't want to give away the ending too much. Um, I'll give you guys like a couple paragraphs before the ending because I don't want to give you guys my ending too soon. It was at that moment that I realized that I had it all wrong. Society paints a false picture of freedom, one that glorifies checking the healthy habit boxes and punching the clock. A society addicted to instant gratification from a stranger then defaulting to the block feature as a form of communication. It champions loneliness, neglecting the sheer fact that humans are a social species. We do not thrive off of individualism. We never have. So that's just a little bit of my story. But I wrote alongside of so many other incredible women who have stories to share too um, that I know that you're going to resonate with. So don't just take my word for it. Don't just take my little excerpts that I shared with you guys. I want you to go buy the book and read it and love on it and be inspired from it and cry with us and cheer us on and we'll cheer for you. And I think it's just, it's going to be such a beautiful thing. And I can't wait to see the lives that are changed and the lives that are inspired in the best way because of this book. So I recommend Amazon for grabbing a copy. There's an ebook option that's available today for just $1. So if you want to read the book today, you can get the ebook for just $1. Otherwise, um, you could buy a hard copy of the book. I believe it's about $25 um, on Amazon. We're really trying to hit number one on Amazon. So if you buy the hard copy book, go ahead and buy the ebook too because it's only a dollar and then write a review. And I'm only telling you to buy both because Amazon won't let you post a review until you've read the book and you can't like quote read the book until it's shipped. So if you buy the ebook, then you have it today. You can actually read the chapter, read a couple chapters and write a review. And similar to how podcast reviews work, that helps to boost the book on the charts and then it helps other people find the book and then it helps 
sales and helps the charts. So like how cool would it be to hit number one? How cool would it be? I'm really, really hoping and praying for that because that would be really cool. So please be sure to help us out by leaving a review on Amazon. That will really, really help more than you know. It only takes about five minutes of your time. We are also having a book launch party in Alexandria, Virginia. Is it Alexandria or Arlington? I get the two mixed up because they're right next to each other. Okay, Alexandria. It's at Revel Wine and Craft Beer Bar in Alexandria. And it will be from 5 to 8 p.m. on Sunday the 28th. So this coming Sunday in Alexandria at Revel Wine Bar. Um, There are a limited number of tickets, so be sure to grab yours. I'm not sure how many are left, but it's on Eventbrite. I will have that linked in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. Um, It's going to be really good. It will be just kind of like a cocktail hour type thing. There's going to be a book signing. um, So I'll be there. We can meet. We can greet. We can snap a pic. We can talk. We can hug. We can laugh. We can cry. We can do everything. Um, We can drink some wine and eat some cheese and just have a fun evening together. And I would love to see you there. So if you are at all interested and you're going to be in the area, please be sure to swing by. I would love to see you there. If you can't make it to the book release party, you can still potentially win a signed copy of Deserts to Mountaintops, Choosing Our Healing Through Radical Self-Acceptance from me. Um, I will have a post on my Instagram. It will go up today. All you have to do is like the post, follow me on Instagram, and then tag a friend in the comment section who might also like this chapter. So yeah, tag your friends, share it with your friends, share it on your story. And I'm just super excited to get this book in your hands and have you read my story and the stories of so many other women because I know it's going to be so transformative and I can't wait I'm a little scared I'm a lot less scared than I was like two weeks ago when I recorded a podcast I remember saying like I'm terrified I'm not nearly as terrified I'm just I'm more excited today I think because I know it's going to change lives so I'm not scared anymore I'm more just like I'm anticipating a lot of things not even like a lot of things I'm just more excited than anything I don't know Um, but I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really think that this story is going to outline my transformation from that girl to this woman in a nutshell, essentially. Um, so if you like the series of that girl to this woman, I really recommend that you read this chapter and it will definitely give you some insight into my mind, my journal, my life, my deepest, darkest, my deepest, darkest secrets, Um, and we can really just continue to connect on a much deeper level. So go buy the book. It's called Deserts to Mountaintops, Choosing Our Healing Through Radical Self-Acceptance, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, wherever books are sold. I cannot wait for you to get your hands on a copy. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always supporting me. Thank you for all your love and just your continuous, just genuine support that you have for the show and for me and for my journey And we're really on it together and I love you guys for it. So thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to leave a rating and a review. That just helps more people find and listen to the show. Please come back next week. We will have um, the beautiful Kate Morton on the show where we're talking all things healing through hormones and how cycle syncing and seed cycling has helped both of us in our journey to healing our bodies and the relationship that we have with our bodies and food. It's such a good episode. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. I love you guys lots. Have a great rest of your week. Read Deserts to Mountaintops and I will talk to you soon. Bye.